Hey guys, it's Adam and Sean here in Dollarbin Studios. It's uh, shortly after the celebration known as Comics Fest. In our situation, hosted at Richard's Comics and Collectibles, it's a national comics kind of free comic book day, but um, Halloween-y. We hung out at Richard's pretty much, well, I did. Well, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> some of us hang, hung out at Richard's a little bit longer than others. Yeah, Sean was at the Children's Museum, kind of celebrating Comics Fest. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I was representing Richard's Comics and Collectibles yeah. at the Children's Museum, handing out comics and, for a little while, candy, mm-hmm. which apparently was a no-no <laughs> and got confiscated by the director of the museum. <laughs> um, I'll never get that job now. Nope. I'll never get the job because there's probably lollipops stuck to exhibits. That's the parents' fault, though. That's not my fault. Right. I was originally Blame told that, you know, candy was okay. But no, I, I passed out a ton of free comics and flyers and coupons and weirdo bugs and pens. People love pens. Love them. Like buttons or pens? Like pens, that, like writing like utensils. Writing utensils. Yeah. Okay. People love right. them. People love them. Noted. Yep. Dollar Ben pens in your future. Yeah. Eh, just saying. Maybe. Just saying. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you were there with J. Chris Campbell? I was. He was on the other. He was. I could see him. <laughs> I wanted to be put like next to him, but nobody was next to anybody. They were kind of sprinkled around the museum. Oh, yeah. But I was close to him and could like wave at him across the <laughs> hall. And occasionally, like Foster Lily would come up to me. Lily um, gave me a, a balloon animal that yeah. she made, and it's pretty awesome. And it has been like shrinking in size. <laughs> I can still have it, and it's in our kitchen, but it's like it's like a shrinky dog. So Foster and Lily were there doing balloon animals. And they were pretty popular, because after they left, like people were asking, like, <laughs> where are the balloon animals? <laughs> they, they did a really good job. They were the hit of the day. Yeah, and so, and you know, Jay Chris was doing sketches, and Foster was doing sketches. I don't know if Lily was doing sketches at the Children's Museum. I think she, she did maybe, them at... She did them at Richard's. Oh, at Richard's, yeah. yeah. And then, so you were at the Children's Museum with, uh, and then uh, Michelle Young was there representing Borderlands. Yeah, she, she was downstairs. I could wave at her, and we texted back and forth <laughs> a lot of the day. So that was fun. Um, yeah. That, but yeah, they had, like, all the kids dressed up, and they were super cool. There were so many little girls dressed as superheroes. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see. <laughs> I was most at Richard's most of the day. I had a few things to do. I ran a 5K that morning. No big deal. No big deal. Actually, it is no big deal. And then Van Jensen made fun of me and said, I guess you're just slow. Because <laughs> you only did it like 30 minutes or something? Oh, yeah, I ran it 30 minutes. So, oh, you just must be slow. Uh, but um, <laughs> That guy, man. That, that guy. guy. We'll get to him tomorrow. Okay. And by tomorrow, I mean next, next show week. posting. Because you are listening to part one of a two-part episode inspired by Comics Fest at Richard's Comics and Collectibles, where Sean and I got to hang out with a bunch of comics friends that we do not get to see as often as we would like. And um, in turn, we've decided to dedicate the next two shows to um, those guys and how much we appreciate them. We really like our friends, and sometimes we we feel like we don't maybe talk about them as much as we should. Yeah. Because they're super awesome, (laughs) and you guys should be friends with them, too. (laughs) And the way to start is by becoming familiar with their work and who they are. And we're here to help you do that over these next two episodes. This, part one... 
from Richard's Comics Fest, we will be discussing J. Chris Campbell, Andy Runton, and Dwayne Ballinger. And then next week from Comics Fest at Richard's, we will be discussing Van Jensen, Wes Brooks, Tracy Yardley, and the man Richard Morgan himself. The so, man, the myth. <laughs> <laughs> so the cat uh, collector that's no. what we'll do today this week and then next week we'll we'll do that and um just wanted to uh help help share everything and and let everybody know how excited we are uh to get to hang out with people and uh enjoy their work and all that and um i guess without further ado sean and we'll go in and uh we'll start with jay chris campbell that sounds great adam as adam and sean just mentioned we're going to talk a little bit about our good friend, J. Chris Campbell. What can I say about J. Chris Campbell? You know, a lot of times I joke that J. Chris Campbell is a dream killer. <laughs> a lot of times I go to, go to J. Chris with ideas that I have, and uh, he gives me all the reasons why I shouldn't, shouldn't do it or it'll never work. He's not a dream killer. <laughs> he is an unrealistic dream killer he is a dream focuser because i do joke about that but one thing that j chris does do is if you try to execute a plan whether he thinks it's feasible or not he will help and he will make it more likely to be successful he will help you bring it together uh for instance mcginty fest which mm -hmm. Sean and I did a few years ago, something we really wanted to do at Heroes Con. It just so happened that a few years ago, we had shown a couple of Brian McGinty movies, and we did it a, a year later. And then we didn't do it a year, and then Sean and I really wanted to make it a thing. We wanted to do McGinty Fest. Yeah. And Jay Chris thought um, it was a ridiculous idea and that it would never work. But he still went out of his way to make it as close to working as possible. And it did work. Didn't quite work out the way we wanted it, it's a couple of variables that we considered, but we were hoping wouldn't be a problem. But everybody had a lot of fun, and a lot of that couldn't have happened without Jay Chris um, helping with design work and helping us organize and make sure that it was done the right way. And uh, I really, really super appreciate a lot of that. So I do make fun of Jay Chris for, <laughs> for killing my dreams, but just the encouragement when he does believe in you and just the encouragement when he doesn't believe in you and... He's he's a good friend. I don't know. He's just he's he's really helpful. Like when I've done my anthologies and everything, he's always been there to help uh, encourage me and help me uh, kind of um, understand what I'm doing and uh, make sure that I do it better every time. Yeah, I mean that he he is full of knowledge and full of advice, and he's very willing to share, especially when kind of you lack direction and focus, mm -hmm. and you need. Kind of like a path and you need a place to start. I and mean, he's so good at just saying, hey, just do it. Just start. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like with, with many comics, like he he's definitely a person who's encouraged me and kind of helped me know that, like, I can do that. Anybody can do that. Just draw it. You just draw it and just do it. Don't talk about it. Just, just yeah. do it. Just draw it. Yeah. You want it to be done. You just got to do it. You know, he does the things with kids he's been doing like a lot of the workshops and stuff like that and even um at some of the signings even like at, at richard's at the uh comics fest he has the little template where kids can fill it in and color it and draw however and he's really good at um encouraging that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. helping people know where to start um with the workshops that he does with the kids and everything teaching them about mini comics and storytelling and just how to draw robots and just all that sort of stuff he's he's there to help you take that first step 
J. Chris is so creative. He's got so many ideas and he just, he does so much, like so many things, like mini comics and buttons and t-shirts and hats and stickers and so many things. And he's got such a great sense of design. Like you can really tell like when he does something, like it's just so well done yeah you're talking about like uh all the buttons and stickers and hats he's got the branding like that he's really been focusing on with like the needle bots that he's been working on and uh you know he's got the needle box stickers which he's been allowing me to cut for him which yeah. i appreciate it helps me learn a lot more about uh my sticker cutting craft and uh shows that he trusts me enough to make his hats and his stickers and stuff for him yeah i was uh i was handing out flyers for richard and J. Chris designed the coupon, and you can just, you can really tell. Like, everything's just so well put together, well laid out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the plan and the design. Yeah, for all of Richard's events lately, uh, J. Chris has been doing posters for him. Like, you know, Free Comic Day has had the posters where you can go around and get them signed by that's the right, creators. Right. And he did a poster for this Comics Fest. Uh, he did the design, the poster, and the flyer for the Superhero Swapping Shop which I did a couple times and hopefully we'll do again. But, uh, you know, he did all that for us. And again, that's part of his encouragement combined with his design work. You know, he can encourages me to make stickers. Of course I make them cheap for him, but still he trusts me to do it (laughs) and get it done. And, uh, I love the Nidobots. He's been doing a lot with those, the different designs. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see some Nidobot stories. I don't know what his plan is for the future of the Nidobots. He's got a few things, you know, he's got the attic bugs that he's been, Still doing in the Dollar Bin anthologies. And those so, are like new. Yeah. New stories like he's specifically writing, done for the Dollar Bin anthology. Yeah. I mean, Attic Bugs, they were a big part of Zigzag, the book that he did through Ad House. And uh, they've got their own stories and everything. And I'm really glad the, uh, to see the Attic Bugs story continuing in the Dollar Bin anthologies. And uh, hopefully we'll give him enough opportunities to make enough Dollar Bin anthologies that he can put together an entire Attic Bugs book. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever saw Jay Chris. I think, but I think was panel on mini comics at Heroes Con. I'm trying to figure out when it was. I think it was 2004. So it was him and a couple other guys talking about mini comics. And he was talking about the wide awake press anthologies that he used to do. Mm-hmm. And he had this one with like toes on it. <laughs> and I think it was scratch and sniff sticker toes. And there was like toilet paper like stapled into and like that was one of the uh just like the filler pages was toilet paper like on the inside. I just thought it was so cool. So I had to go buy one. So Jay Chris and a couple of the other guys, those were like the first mini comics that I ever bought. And that was like my introduction to like this is a thing that you can do. Yeah, the first uh God, I've so many things to tie into all those things. Uh <laughs> the first I, I originally became aware of J. Chris Campbell because of Wide Awake 666. Josh Drews, who was a customer and a contributor to Dollar Bin back in the Acme Comics years, had a piece in Wide Awake 666. And so I bought one and I loved it. And I saw that the guy that did it was from South Carolina, from Greenville. And I think I was still living in Columbia at the time. I don't think I'd moved to Greenville. But I was really excited about meeting this guy that put together this amazing book. Wide Awake 666 is great. It's it's just it's funny and it's scary and it's all like horror stories. It's great for Halloween. You know, you can do wideawakepress.com if you want to buy a copy. There's suit there. I can't remember where they are. They're like 10 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Great stories. Great, full of great anthology um, contributions. But I saw that and I was like, I got to meet this guy. And I went to Heroes Con. It was the first Heroes Con the Dollar Bin 
her first comic convention I'd ever been to, the first comic convention Dollar Ben had been to. And um, one of my goals, because we wrote down a list of goals, was to meet J. Chris Campbell and talk to him. When I got there, and I've told this story before, but when I got there, I saw him in Indy Island. I didn't know who I was talking to. I was just talking to some guy in Indy Island, and maybe Dusty introduced me to him. I was talking to him, and I'd said, oh, I'm from the Dollar Ben podcast. And he's like, oh, man, I've well, I've heard of you guys. I was hoping to run into you. And I was like, oh, and he's like, I'm J. Chris Campbell. And I'm like, holy shit, you were on my list. I was hoping to run into you. This is great. And um, it was super, super exciting. I mean, like, I think like we, I felt like we, we hit it off from there. Like he was immediately a friend at that point that right when I met him at mm-hmm. Heroes Con, mm-hmm. he was my friend. Yeah. He's always been my friend. I can't think of a time. Yeah. And when he wasn't. And he asked, he asked me about, recording the mini comics panel that year uh here's con 2007 which is actually the year after you discovered mini comics right no i think i discovered mini comics in 2004 oh really so wow you're way ahead of me then yeah i think it was 2004 <laughs> it might have been 2005 yeah but i think it was 2004 <laughs> which was like my second here's con yeah and before i was working you're way ahead of me so yeah he asked if i could record the mini comics panel and I was, I'd met him, I'd seen the Wide Awake 666, super professional looking, um, it wasn't folded and stapled, but that mini comics panel introduced me to the world of mini comics, and it's because of J. Chris Campbell that I became aware of this world, and in turn, made my own mini comics, because I realized it was a thing, a thing that could be done. He was there for all that, you know? He, he is really good when you're at Fluke or at SPX, saying, have you seen this? You should go check this <laughs> out. Here's a good mini comic. You know, like he's really good at finding those things. Um, people bring him stuff because they trust him to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, read it and have an op- opinion, a constructive opinion of it. And he can read some really good things and say, hey, you should read this. And then we shall not read it. And we're like, yes, we're glad we read this. Uh, he introduced us to so many people in the mini comics world that we met through him. I like I so many people. Like you can't even list them. And, you know, you had mentioned the Wide Awake anthologies. I mentioned Wide Awake 666, with his, which is the b- big anthology. And, you know, they've done, they used to do the Free Comic Day Eats, that was one of the Free Comic Day books. And um, what's the prehistoric one? Ancient Age. Yeah, Ancient Age. And he's just, again, just working with young artists and mini comics people and just friends and just, you know, helping cultivate this community of mini comics artists and creators and through all these anthologies and putting together all the the work he did the fluke anthology a few years ago that the dollar Ben that i shot that video for that was like a huge that was like the biggest fluke anthology ever yeah and you know he wide awake press did that and put that together and edited it and all that stuff him and brad mcginty had a lot to do with that he really brings out the best in people i think so like really yeah he, like he it's knows, like his encouragement and everything. And he knows what you're good at and he knows how you can be better at it. Mm-hmm. So he knows what to say to make you better at it. Yeah. And I've liked everything he's ever done. Mini yeah. comics, all the anthologies. He has all of his own personal mini comics that he does. Every contribution to the Dollar Ben anthologies that we've done, which I think he's been in every single one. Yeah. has all been great. And it's all sometimes he's, he's the last person to get something in, mm-hmm. but it's always worth the wait. Yeah. When he does um, a lot of his great stuff in Dollar Ben anthologies, you can get uh, Zigzag 1 and 2 through Ad House. You can find any of the stuff on WideAwakePress.com, jchriscampbell.com. We did an interview with him and Wes Brooks after MonsterCon, mm-hmm. uh, or a show, I guess, with him and Wes Brooks after MonsterCon yeah. <laughs> a few uh, weeks ago. And um, we talk a lot about their stuff and kind of what they're doing. Highly recommend J. Chris Campbell. 
to everybody out there listening and at least look at his stuff, at least give it a shot and, and check it out, you know? Um, I'll steer away from his work life to more kind of personal about him. Mm-hmm. He's got such a great sense of humor. I mean, you can see that in his work, but he's like hanging out with him. So much fun. And I absolutely adore his family. <laughs> like Holly is so sweet and so nice. And Foster is so freaking talented. Like he's getting so much better. Like I saw some of the sketches that he did at the children's museum that I went to. Like they did a comic con trick or treating mm-hmm. and they were so good. <laughs> and like Lily is so sweet. I love Lily. Like I want to hang out with her <laughs> and play dolls and yeah, it's Amidala. One know? of the most creative families is mom and dad. Both are just artsy and creative. It's and... so much fun to talk to. I just, I love hanging out with them. They're just, they're part of my family now. I hope <laughs> that they feel the same way, you know, because they're part of my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've known J. Chris now almost as long as I've known comic books as well, as well as I have. And I've known him as long as I've been going to Heroes Con. And as long as I've been doing my own comics, I've known J. Chris Campbell. And um, I'm really glad that I do. I'm really glad he lives in Greenville, South Carolina, and that I had a chance to run into him and drive by his house <laughs> randomly if I ever need to, because he's right down the street. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate when I call him and I ask him for help or, hey, I run an idea by him, that he's there and that he answers. Yeah. And he, I mean, he lends us his butt maker. Yeah. He answers. All those buttons that Dollar Ben makes couldn't exist without yeah. J. Chris Campbell's button maker. Yeah. I mean, he answered our emails and stupid Facebook messages and Skypes with us. <laughs> you know, it's just, he's such a great guy and such a good friend. Yeah. And a great artist and storyteller. Yep. So thanks, J. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Adam and Sean. That was a great, great discussion on J. Chris Campbell. He sounds like a really swell guy. A, yeah, that's that's what it sounds like. So we should um, definitely look more into that guy. Yeah, we should maybe click on the link that's in the show posting. Yeah, to wideawakepress.com or jchriscampbell.com or one of his many other .coms. If you listen to the MonsterCon wrap-up show with myself, Wes Brooks, and J. Chris Campbell, he talks a lot about his .coms. So... You can become familiar with them on that show as well. Next up on the docket is our good friend Dwayne Ballinger. Oh, man, Dwayne Ballinger. <laughs> what do you say about that guy? Like, I I mean, oh, man, that guy. I also, so Dwayne Ballinger. <laughs> I'm trying to think of where to start with Dwayne. I don't even know where, like, there's so many places to start with Dwayne. Dwayne Ballinger and his son, Archer, and his wife, Angela, came to our wedding. <laughs> and I felt like that was just the sweetest, nicest thing, because they came all the way from Hickory to share in our union or whatever it was that we did. <laughs> and give us presents. Yeah. So Dwayne, at least in the dollar bin circles, I believe is most famous for his haunted sandwich. <laughs> if you say Dwayne and you ask um, Devin, if you... He just immediately brings up Haunted Sandwich. I was, I can't, I, I vividly remember how just excited and how much of a joy that mini comic brought Devin. He used to talk about it all the time. <laughs> He's so happy about Haunted Sandwich, even though he said it's spelled wrong. Still super, super loved it. And I can just picture him giggling and smiling about that <laughs> book. And uh, that's great. And it makes me super happy 
the first time I saw Dwayne, so Dwayne does mini comics, and he's got just one of the best imaginations of cartoonists that I know, and just the stuff that he comes up with is so original. He's a weirdo in the best sense of the word. <laughs> yeah. We've had the pleasure at Dollar Bin Productions <laughs> to produce and publish his mini comic, Doug Uckling. Um, and even maybe edit it and lay out the pages, <laughs> which is what I did. <laughs> I was like, well, clearly this page needs to come before this page because otherwise it completely ruins the joke. <laughs> and they're just hilarious little one shots, which I love. And every time Dwayne asks me if I mind putting some together for him. I immediately say, send them to me as soon as you can. Yeah. And I will get on it immediately. I had a lot of fun cutting and assembling and stapling mm -hmm. Doug Uckling number two, <laughs> even though it's pretty scary. And I've learned a lot working on uh, Doug Uckling and Dwayne stuff. Dwayne is a steady contributor to Dollar Bin Anthologies, sometimes to the point of coming over the house and sitting in here in the living room and drawing. <laughs> <laughs> For the anthology, right then and there on yeah. the spot, and it's always gold. Every every his his. <clears throat> no offense to all the other anthology contributors, but Dwayne's anthology pieces they mean so much to me. It mainly comes down to the character he created, um, Dollar Ben. <laughs> B E N. B E N. Ben. And I don't know how this happened. I don't know how. He decided that this is the way he was going to go. But man, it's great to have a reoccurring Dollar Ben anthology character that's made. I'm completely all for people contributing to our anthology and then putting that same piece in their own anthology or somewhere else. But like, it's like Dwayne just made a character up specifically for the dollar bill. That's literally what he did. He did I know. Yeah. And, and we have the shirts now and, too. And I had to. I asked Dwayne before Fluke this past year, I said, Dwayne, I really want to make Dollar Ben shirts. Like, can you do a Dollar Ben head art? And he said, yeah, and we did. And I love them, man. I love our Dollar Ben shirts. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love that he came up with that character. And the stories, the very first Dollar Ben, they're just so, oh, they're so funny, man. I, I, wish, I wish more guys would uh, buy our anthologies because they're full of really good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dwayne's Dwayne's dollar bin. Oh, I like I can tell you. I really need to post this stuff online. I think I need to set up like a web a web book and start posting these pages online because you guys aren't going to buy the anthologies because you don't. I mean, we set up at like two shows a year. It's not your fault. We don't have an online store. I really should get on that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, dollar bins in there, and I love them. I think I met Dwayne at Heroes Con. Dwayne's just kind of always been there. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't remember when I first met Dwayne. I think I met Dwayne at Heroes Con. I think it was the year after I met J. Chris Campbell. I think Dwayne is in the uh, the um, Wide Awake Six Six Six. He's in there, so yeah. I know I've seen his stuff. Um, I know he's in there, but I think I met him at Heroes Con the year after I met J. Chris. And I remember the thing that clicked with me when I first met Dwayne Ballinger was he had this big skateboard thing with giant wheels on it. And it's a dirt board, is what he had. He had this, Dwayne Ballinger had a dirt board. And he had a catalog with it, because the dirt board was featured in Johnny Capahala Back on Board, which is a Disney movie. It's the sequel to Johnny Tsunami. Correct. Which I'd actually seen both of those movies. <laughs> so when I saw that Dwayne did the dirt board in a Disney movie that I'd seen, 
it was fascinating. It was so fascinating to me. <laughs> and that's what clicked. Like, that was like, this guy's awesome. He did the dirt board for Johnny Capahala. That's great. I have since purchased at a Blockbuster going out of business sale, Johnny Capahala back on board and got it signed by the only Dwayne Ballinger. I think he made Johnny Capahala. Um, Capahala. Yeah. I think, real <laughs> I think he made him do like I'm thinking he had poot coming out. Of him. He made, he made him poot. Guy. Oh, the bad guy. Yeah. Okay, he made him poot. <laughs> All of my Dwayne Ballinger stories involve him doing something ridiculous and making me laugh a lot. He's got such a good sense of humor. Like when we were hanging out at MonsterCon this past year, it's like him and Wes Brooks kept um, <laughs> singing uh, the Black Sheep. The from Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle show because there was this this weird guy and he looked like a black sheep so there just the whole time I was like how hey, you gonna rip it like this son just like the whole time and then doing the dance <laughs> on the black sheep the real black sheep it was oh man it was so much fun if you go back to the monster con wrap-up show with me and Jay Chris Campbell and Wes Brooks uh they recap that a <laughs> I'm sure they do I'm sure they do Oh, man. Oh, man. That guy. He's a hell of a guy. He really is. Uh, we, um, when Heroes Con, we did McGinty Fest. Mm-hmm. And we had Rock Band. And he sang Midlife Crisis. And it was awesome. With Faith No More. Yeah. That's and it, Mike Patton vocals for you. Yeah. And anytime I hear that song, I hear Dwayne's vocals instead of Mike Patton's <laughs> vocals. <laughs> So, <laughs> Dwayne is one of the most encouraging people I've worked with. Dwayne, if I bring him, like, you know, it's, uh, I met Dwayne through Jay Chris. Dwayne and Jay Chris, I guess they grew up together. Yeah. In Berea. In Berea, South Carolina. So earlier when I talked about Jay Chris, I mentioned about how, like, if I bring him an idea, like, he filters them out for me. <laughs> right? Anything that I bring to J- Dwayne Ballinger, he gets really excited about. It just says that's amazing. You should do it. I was I was <laughs> typing I was typing on the laptop today, but I was also watching Netflix and the Apple TV remote controls the laptop. So I was hitting play, and then what played your punk rock songs with Dwayne? <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Uh, I had the idea about what Dwayne wants about um, recording punk rock songs and having him write lyrics and vocals for him. The one thing that Dwayne uh, does have issue with is getting started. But once he gets started, it's great. Because <laughs> I, I don't think we ever did anything with those. No, but I was like... <laughs> but oh, he was real excited when I told him I had the idea. That's the only thing on the iTunes on that laptop. Oh, is it? Are those two songs. So anytime I hit play, it'll, <laughs> it'll play those two songs. <laughs> so yeah, Dwayne was super excited. Um, you just got to stay on him. Yeah. You just got to stay on him. Because he's so good. Yeah. He's so easily sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. As, as we tend to be. And uh, anything I would read, I'd say, hey, Dwayne, you want to do this? And you go, yeah, yeah, man, let's let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but then you got to make sure you actually do it. That's that's the other, which I had problems with, too. That's the other thing Jake Chris makes fun of me for. He did recently. <laughs> he's like, so how many of these ideas do you have? <laughs> a bunch, Jake Chris. I have a bunch yeah. of ideas. I've talked numerous times with Dwayne about working with him again. I any anytime I want I get an idea, the first person I think about is Dwayne Ballinger to work with on it. Um he's such a pleasure to work with. And uh like again, once you get him started, he gets it done and he gets it done right. Just for the hell of it at Comics Fest this past 
this past Comics Fest that we kind of spawned the show off of. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. We were getting, we were getting, uh, everybody was doing sketches, right? So somebody had said something about Batman or Jay Chris said he was going to draw Batman. Uh. Batman for a kid. <laughs> so Jay Chris, yeah, which was amazing. Jay Chris drew this Batman for this kid upside down. He drew the Batman upside down. They was facing the kid. It was really cool. But he said something about drawing Batman. And I was like, I want somebody to draw a Batman. And so I decided I was going to have Dwayne Ballinger, <laughs> Dwayne Ballinger. Just, I was like, you know what? Hey, Dwayne, can you draw me a, um, an anamorphic baseball bat and a glove? And anthro anthropomorphic. <laughs> Baseball bat, and I said, and uh, and a glove because the baseball bat would just be lonely. Yeah, he's like, you want me to do what? <laughs> I said, yeah, do you draw me a sketch of a uh, anthropomorphic uh, bat and glove? Hey. And then he did, and it was exactly how I pictured it in my head. Because when I bring up an idea to Dwayne Ballinger, he knows exactly what I'm picturing in my head, and he draws it 100 percent dead on. Yep, and your cousin. Yes, you were like, hey, think of the weirdest thing for Dwayne <laughs> to draw, and he'll draw it. And she came up with a unicorn head? head man. Yeah. But just like the horn. Right. He's like a regular dude. Just with like a horn. Yeah. He knocked it out. <laughs> he did. Because he can. Um, you can, like, he he can, your imagination, anything you can imagine, anything you can imagine, Dwayne Ballinger can also imagine. Yeah. And he can, and he can do it right. And um, he's always the first person I think of. He did my Zomboween comic. Which was really good. Which was my second mini comic. I actually, um, when I did my first mini comic, I did it with uh, Andy Jewett, and it was uh, Zombie Crisis. When I decided to do the second mini comic, I think I had known, I knew Dwayne obviously. This was years ago though. I don't, I didn't know him as well as I know him now. I originally actually contacted Chris Giarusso about drawing my mini comic, just to get an idea of what it would cost. And Chris was too busy, obviously. I think it was actually right around. Oh, he was still doing. Uh, G-Man? Well, G-Man and also Mini Marvels at the time. Mm. Oh, Mini Marvels. Which is great. So good. But uh, but then I was like, okay, well, I need, um, I, I knew the style I had pictured, and I kind of pictured, you know, Chris Giarusso style, but not really. And um, I was like, who can draw like this? Who can do this? And I thought about it, and I said, who would I, who would I want to work with that can do this? And I was like, man, maybe Dwayne can do it. I'll, let me ask Dwayne. I don't, and again, I didn't know him as well as I do now. But, man, he was really excited about it, and he did Zombaween, and he did it exactly how I pictured it in my head. And he did a cover for it. He always does a little extra. Anytime you ask Dwayne to do something, he always does exactly what you want, plus a little bit more. Because it's hard to get him started, but once you get him going, he keeps going. Like, he's done the backs of Dollar Bin anthologies, just because he's like, hey, I, here's my Dollar Bin submission, and then if you want to put this on the back cover, I drew this. <laughs> I mean, we've got, like, Dwayne's just kind of sitting on our TV. Yeah, our TV stand's got uh, Dwayne. Yeah, that one, uh, the dog uh, guy smoking a cigarette, that's on the back of a Dollar Bin anthology. And then I got a Kitty Pride from him as well at uh, Free Comic Book Day. He was sketching, I think, at, at Richard's. And I got a Kitty Pride from him. And I've got just the Dollar Bin pieces are hanging up around the house. Uh, there's Dwayne Ballinger stuff all over this house. And, and all just... over our heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, even if it's not original art, we have a lot of stuff here that's even in, and just inspired by Dwayne. Um, because we saw a heavy metal parking lot because of Dwayne. Oh, yeah. He let us borrow that. I pretty much the only t-shirt that I wore in October was my Demons 2 shirt. We got those from Jay Chris's dad's garage and we had to like wash them. So like he would spend the night at our house. 
So we like washed those shirts. Um, I kept a couple and then he got a bunch. And um, like I wore that and like every time I see it, I think of Dwayne. <laughs> and like how smelly they were. And now we had to wash them like a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah. I think this past Heroes Con, mm-hmm. like he helped make Heroes Con for me. We walked around and like dug through toys together. Like I think every day. And that was so much fun. Like that first day we had so much fun. And like the next, was it the next day? Like digging through like old magazines and stuff. Because Heroes had like a secret booth of like dollar <laughs> comics <laughs> that we found. Yeah. Even though everybody knew about it. But you know, like you, it was so much. I had so much fun. Like so much fun digging through stuff with him. Like he's just, he's so much fun to be around. I can say fun again. <laughs> to really drive the point home, but I think you guys get it. I really like Dwayne. He's good people. I like to call him my friend. You can maybe find stuff from him on meatloafreak.com and uh, give me the creeps.com. Yeah. Oh, man. How many Dwayne t shirts do we have? We have a few. I got the jerk shirt. And then I've got um, give me the creeps. And then I've got the um the head. Yeah. I've got another one too, other than the jerk shirt. I got the bag and. We've got, <laughs> oh, I got a stickers. Bag. I got lots of buttons. Um, yeah. I've got my bag, which I got love. A lot. The Adam Casey and I. <laughs> that flu picture Dwayne, was so Dwayne good. Ballinger bags, and we love the sport because yeah. it's super convenient to bring the shows. Fits great with books and everything. Love Dwayne Ballinger. Look forward to seeing him. Uh, hopefully, I'll have some more projects with Dwayne coming up in the near future because I have some ideas. Hopefully, he'll hang out with us more. Yeah, he does live in Hickory. Yeah, it's a ways away, but we've... I've been to his house. You haven't been there yet. No, I haven't been to his house. I haven't seen Archer since he was a baby. He was at Free Comic Book Day this past year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> he was under All the right. table. Oh, oh, yeah. Never mind then. But, like, we didn't really get to, like, hang out. <laughs> no, of course. No, yeah. So... Free Comic Book Day is a pretty busy day for us. We should probably reevaluate then. <laughs> I say that every year. Mm-hmm. I just... I like seeing friends. We don't get to see them very often. I do it's too. always nice to get to see everybody. Friends are fun. Yeah. Thank you, Dwayne. That guy, am I right? That guy, Dwayne Ballinger, that guy is a guy who I'm glad guy's around. He's he's a swell fellow as well. Yeah. Swell fellow, that Dwayne Ballinger. Have you ever noticed how when people do tutorial videos they have this animated talking that they do and they don't ever really talks in a normal voice they say here's what we've got and it's coming to you speaking of coming to you and what we've got andy runton's up next what can i say about andy runton that has not already been said a thousand times over well maybe we should just reiterate what's been said so that people know for sure that we mean that he's the nicest guy in comics because I do believe we say that about him every time we mention him. <laughs> um, Sean, Sean and I, when we were doing this, we put together a list. We each made our own little list so we could have some kind of points to cover and talk over. And um, Andy Rotten, what's the first thing you have on your list, Sean? Well, it's not what you want me to say, but <laughs> the first thing on the list is the third thing on the list, which is nice sky in comics. All right. Well, that was the first thing I had on my list. <laughs> which trumps your list (laughs) so andy rotten he is best known for his character owly it's a series of i guess you would say children's books 
wordless comics about an owl and his best friend Wormy and mm-hmm. their adventures. And Allie is a vegetarian owl, mm-hmm. much like uh, myself, so I relate to Allie, but he's also vegetarian, much like Andy Runton himself. Which is probably closer to where he got <laughs> it than from you. He, Allie did exist before he met me. Andy's been doing Allie for quite a while now. Like Sean said, it is a series of books, wordless books, where Allie and the other animals, uh, when they do communicate, they communicate with uh, symbols and pictures like uh, light bulbs for like ideas. And in this case, it's a for less than light bulb because it's, you know, energy friendly and it's just really nice and pleasant to, to read. And I remember reading when I was younger books that didn't have words in them. I don't know that that's necessarily reading or not, but I also read audiobooks, so I obviously don't know what reading actually is. When I was younger, I read a lot of uh, just storybooks with my mom and dad. I remember like kind of laying in bed doing the bedtime reading thing. So there's like this one book in particular that we would take turns going through, and we would each tell the story in our own interpretation because it was a wordless book. And we would make up our own dialogue and all that stuff. And reading the Alley books reminds me of that, that childhood memory of having these books where um, there's a lot of intention there as far as what's being said amongst the characters. But there's no direct um, pronouncement of said communication. I'm going to let you in on a little secret about me. You don't know how to read. Um, No, that's not my secret. Oh, I know what it is. This is probably even more embarrassing than that. I think you've said this on the show before. Probably. It took me about two years before I realized what the horseshoe meant. I was like, horseshoe you. I was like, I clearly this means something. But I don't. It means good luck. Because horseshoes, like when then one day it finally like clicked. Oh, so embarrassing. But yeah. <laughs> Horseshoe means good luck. <laughs> I don't remember when I met Andy Runton. I think he was on that first panel that I recorded um, when Jay Chris had me record that mini comics panel. I can't remember everybody who was on it. And I think it was like Dusty, Jim Mafood, Ben Toll. Jay Chris Campbell is probably on it. He had me record it. Probably. Um, Andy Runton. I don't think Rob Allman was on it. But it was interesting because Andy... A lot of the guys actually on the panel don't really do mini comics anymore. Andy Rutten hasn't done a mini comic in years. Yeah. And the same went for Jim Mafood and kind of Ben Toll, but Ben Toll was still kind of doing it. But I think that's when I met Andy Rutten. I think that was the first time I became familiar with Andy Rutten was during that mini comics panel. I'd have to go back and re-listen to it. It's out there somewhere on www.thedollarben.net. Uh, see, I specifically remember the first time I met Andy Rutten. I had read his free comic book day book and loved it and wanted to get it signed. So I was in line waiting to get it signed and there were like two girls in front of me and they were taken like forever. <laughs> and he kept like looking at me and kind of like trying to say he's like sorry and he apologized for the wait and it was fun. I was just in line, but both of them <laughs> wanted like these like sketches and he was talking with them. But like he, I just remember him being so apologetic that I waited in line. Then he he like did a sketch for me. And he had this really cool brush pen. And so we talked about brush pens for a while. And then I went and bought one and proceeded to get ink all over my hands because I don't know how to use a brush pen. Have you figured it out yet? No. No, I still have that same one, purple brush pen, and I just get ink all over my hands anytime I use it. Were you there? Were you at Richard's when everyone was discussing brush pens? No. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Like, that happened, like, at Comics Fest. Because um, Greg Bo Watson, who was at Richard's, he had a uh, a brush pen. And I think everybody, you know, Andy uses his brush pen. So everybody had these different brush pens. I think even uh, Tracy had a brush pen. So they were... They were like sharing brush pens and like feeling out the different brush pens and talking about brush pens. I can't believe you missed that. Oh man, I'm really sad. No, I got a Pigma <laughs> brush pen yeah. and I'm really not good with it at all. But it's so much fun because you can really vary the line, mm-hmm. you know, just like with added pressure. That's pretty cool. But now I get ink all over my hands. <laughs> yeah, they were playing a lot. That was really entertaining to watch. Like, again, I'm not the biggest artist I like to draw, but um, like the whole like tools and all that stuff like we really need to do a podcast on tools i know terrence would love that he loves doing the inking panel and stuff like that so talking about brushes and stuff might actually be pretty cool we'll do a video delving podcast one day who knows like you're talking about like him sketching and everything and doing the brush pens one of the things that andy does is he does alias and i have no idea how this idea came to be but it's great he just does it's just alley commissions like he will do a standard alley commission but one of the the things that he does is he'll do alley as another character so he'll do his character alley as i think the first one i ever got was captain america okay because that was the um the civil war death of captain america the blank yeah, cover yeah blank cover yeah so i got a captain america on there and um yes. you, you got me oh, an alley as indiana jones and a worm wormy as short round when did i get those for you you got me that that was before we were married well yeah you were and yeah. we were i was living in a little house right i don't remember i don't remember like when like where i was at that i got that i don't, I don't know but it was like the coolest freaking thing no ever yeah it yeah. was on a it was on a comic like a current size backing yeah. board because you can't frame those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I tried. It doesn't. It didn't look great, but yeah, yeah. I don't remember when. I don't know where I got that. Yeah, I remember. I yeah. I don't it know what event so cool. that would have been. So cool. It was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, I don't know what because we started going to events. I don't know what event that was. Because I don't. We Maybe didn't. Andy you didn't remembers. get it at Fluke. So anyway. <laughs> I might have got it. Uh, no, not free comic book day. I don't think. So we got the Indiana Jones and in short round. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I got Captain America. Mm-hmm. I got the uh, the scroll alley because of um, Secret Invasion. They yeah. did that cover. And then it starts to get, okay, so I've got a uh, alley as Odin. Yeah, that one's And Wormy really cool. as Loki. Yeah. Instead of alley as... Uh, Thor, it's like I got Ali as Odin with, with so your the al- eye patch. Yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. So your Ali is a scroll. What was Wormy? I think Wormy was just a scroll too. Okay, I think so. They I think just you're had right. scroll chins. Yeah, little neat. bumpy chins. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I've got the um, the Beaker mm-hmm. Bunsen. They're in the other room. I know. <laughs> it's okay. I don't need to name them all. No, you don't, because you've but got a I've lot. I've got a whole stack of more to get. Like I have this whole collection of aliases and all of the sketch covers which started to get out of hand they started just doing a sketch cover for everything so um it got a lot harder to do it because there's so many of them but i've got a bunch of sketch covers with aliases that pertain to that cover obviously as we were talking about and i love getting them and every time i get a chance to get an alias i jump all over it um heroes con especially i like to get the aliases they're so good. Like he's been doing more <laughs> kind of watercolor and other kind of commissions. Like he did this like huge commission um, for Baltimore. It's like all these like yeah. watercolors are so gorgeous. Yeah, he's got um some pretty so major fans. I remember at I uh... thought we were like the biggest <laughs> fans, but we're not like high roller. We just no. like tally I re- a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at SPX a few years ago. 
Andy did a guitar for, I guess, the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. Mm-hmm. So they had a, a guitar that he painted with Allie. And I remember him talking about the process of that, like how he had to like strip the guitar down and then you had to like, you know, soak the prime, prime it so it doesn't all just continue to soak into the wood. He just talked about how really complicated of a process that was. I never really thought about it. Yeah. I guess he hadn't either until he did it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was a really cool guitar. And I just remember watching. I was like, I'm going to bid on this guitar. I wasn't even close to the top bid on that guitar. Like there was these two people and they just, there are two groups and they just kept going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I know, um, I'm pretty sure one of them is also who got that big commission from him. Mm. Kind of like he had, he did um, an SPX poster years and years ago with all like a forest kind of thing. Which is so cool. Colored by Steve Haymaker, who's also a really awesome guy. Yeah. I really like Steve Haymaker. So he's got um, some pretty, pretty big fans of his work and uh, rightly so because Allie is like, again, it's just a really welcoming, I'm trying to think, I can't think of the word to uh, really describe just how Allie is. Heartwarming. It's heartwarming. Warm. (laughs) Warming. Heartwarming. (laughs) It's heartwarming. No heartworms. No. (laughs) No. Allie's really, really heartwarming. Yes. uh, Touching touching um like inviting i'm trying there's a word engaging maybe i don't know it's uh something that we always give to our younger um like our our, whenever our friends have kids and stuff Allie is one of the first things we go to as gifts um that and monster at the end of this book Mm -hmm. those are our two go-tos for kids because we like to encourage reading and going outside and playing Allie, uh the first gosh i don't know how many alleys did top shelf put out six Um, or something Sean's got them there. Well, they've got, it's one. <laughs> it's like five or six, right? Five, maybe? I think five. Yeah, five. Five, okay. five, five. So it's like, they got like, so there's five editions, five volumes of Alley through Top Shelf, which Andy's been with for 10 years. Yeah. Those five volumes came out, uh, came out over 10 years through Top Shelf. And this year, he decided to give a shot at self-publishing. He just wanted to know... The rest of the process, what went into it, the editing, the distributing, the selling, the orders, all that stuff. He wanted to give that a shot. So he's uh, the next Alley book is going to be self-published, and um, maybe he'll do a Kickstarter. Maybe he'll do pre-orders. I have no idea. Yeah, but really... uh, whatever it is, we're going to encourage it and, uh, <laughs> and support it. Yeah, I'm really excited about the new one. Yeah, and, and then don't forget, he did two children's books. Right. Through uh, Simon & Schuster, right? Yeah, and they're full color. Yeah, two really full pretty. color. Allie and Wormy. So the, uh, all the Top Shelf books were Allie, and, and these, uh, these are actually Allie and Wormy on yeah. the uh, Simon & Schuster. And uh, he's got uh, Bright Lights and the Starry Nights and Friends All a Flutter. Yep. Those are both also just really good. And, I mean, what, what differentiates those? Uh, the color, mainly? The bigger pages? I yeah, mean, it's bigger. Is, um, are the, the stories are... Stories are comparable. yeah. There's yeah. maybe more like wordless balloons. Mm-hmm. The I mean the pacing's a little bit different cuz you know the page count is different. Yeah. It's um it's really good. They're really <laughs> really adorable. Outside of the alleys and also Andy did do some mini comics and some small press stuff early on in Alley and Sean has a few of those as well. Yeah, I've got he he was in some of the Wide Awake Press. Yeah. And uh the first Alley comic the have. way home yeah. was a mini comic. Yeah. He not only is he in a lot of the wide he's in the wide awake press, but Ali is also in a lot of the Dollar Bin anthologies, which I again super appreciate. Anybody who contributes to the Dollar Bin anthology is all right in my book. 
in my book. You mentioned <laughs> you mentioned the SPX poster earlier. Yes. Yeah, I did. Well, I saw that, and whenever I became events coordinator for HeroesCon, <laughs> yeah, Heroes aren't hard to find, whatever. And I was, you know, helping more with HeroesCon. I immediately saw that poster and immediately asked Andy Rutten to do the Indie Island poster, which he did, and he <laughs> knocked it out the park. Yeah. It's a ship with like big Indie Island on the sail. Owlie's the captain. Wormy's there. And then just a whole bunch of animals. And <laughs> a lot of the animals represent his friends. Mm-hmm. So Adam's there. I'm there. I don't know, like Dwayne, Rob Allman, like the, like looking through, you can try and like <laughs> pick out who's who. who. <laughs> and then the banner hangs every year. I hear yeah. his con and it really, it makes me smile. It's, I'm really, really happy that he got the opportunity to do it and he did it and just is so good. I'm so glad that it worked out. Yeah. I remember when he first showed us what he was doing and working on, like, I, like we got like sketches of it and like kind of progress. Like, yeah. Sean was getting that stuff. And it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just to watch so it grow. good. And uh, yeah, that hangs every year at Heroes Con. And uh, we've got a print of it hanging here in our house. We actually yeah. have a few prints back behind that one, too. <laughs> that was one of the coolest <laughs> things that I did. Yeah. Is asking him <laughs> to do that. Yeah, even outside of just the alley books, Andy does a whole lot of stuff. He's done the posters, he does the commissions. He does his alley uh, stuffed animal, which Sean has sitting on her lap right now. Yeah, and I've got and a little wormy on top. I've got two alley shirts, and there's tons of alley buttons mm-hmm. and magnets and hats. His mom does hats. Mm-hmm. Allie also made a uh, appearance in a Valiant comic. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. For Exo Man of War number twenty five, which is their twenty fifth kind of issue anniversary thing that they've been doing for all the Valiant books. So there is a three page Alley story in Exo Man of War number twenty five, which is amazing and adorable. And I think it may be the only time that Allie is kind of outside or in another character's continuity like that, a crossover. That I know of. If there's others, we don't have them and we need them. Yeah, so I was going to say, I don't know <laughs> that. And yeah, we should get that. Yeah. And so it's, I, just, I haven't got an XO. I need an Alley XO Man of War thing. It'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, we love Andy Rutten. We do. And part of the package is Andy Rutten's mom, Patty. Yeah. She's really super sweet. <laughs> and we love her as well. Um, if you go to uh, shows and you see Andy Rutten, a lot of times his mom will be with him because... Uh, you know, we all need traveling buddies. Oh man, it's so long, hard. Long to, days, and yeah. All that, so so hard to set up at shows. Yeah. And be able to go to the bathroom, and do sketches while people are buying stuff, and talk yeah. to customers. And yeah. So Andy's mom is there, and she is always uh, a pleasure to be with, and she's really super helpful. Super. She's always super helpful and super nice, and. um Fun to talk to as well. Even if Andy's too busy, you can always talk to Patty. Yeah. It's so <laughs> nice to see him at conventions. I know I've seen him all over the place. Like <laughs> when I went to San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con, he was there and I got yeah. to talk to him. And it's always nice to see like a friendly face when you go to the other side of the country. <laughs> I think we've seen Andy more this year than we have total <laughs> in the time that I've known him. I think so. Or at least more times in one year. Because he was at Comics Fest mm-hmm. and Ace and mm-hmm. Rob Con. Mm-hmm. And Heroes Con. And Heroes Con. 
fluke, I Fl- believe. Right? Fluke, his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen Andy a lot this year, which yeah. is great. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Andy Rotten, and uh, we love that guy. Yeah. As we said earlier in the show, that wraps up our discussion of the Richards Comics uh, Part 1 Comics Fest. Before we close out this episode, uh, there's one more person that we want to talk about, and that is uh, Jeremy Dale. Um, Jeremy Dale recently, uh, Monday night, mm-hmm. passed away, and um, the world is um, very much worse off without him. I don't know. It's 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 hit me really hard. It's hit me. Um, I mean, I've known Jeremy now for not even a year. Yeah, uh, I mean, we knew of him, yeah. but we didn't really kind of hang out with him until yeah. SC Comic Con, really. Yeah, at SC Comic Con, we just we were just packing up. And, like, we walked over, say, hey, how was the show? And we ended up talking to him and his wife, Kelly, for, like, an hour. And we (laughs) didn't even know him. Like, Sean had moderated the panel uh, at SC Comic-Con that Jeremy was on, the All Ages panel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had, um, like, Skyward was one of those things, like, I'm going to read that one day. And That's the book that he created that he does. Yeah, his uh, creator-owned book through Mm -hmm. Action Lab. Yeah. And I just put it off, put it off. I was like, okay, well, I'm doing a panel. Let me grab, well, okay, I'll just grab the first two trades. Because it was like, they collect the first three issues in the first one, mm-hmm. and then the three next three issues in the second one. Okay. So I had like the first six issues that I, I burned through, because it was <laughs> so good. And then issue seven came out right at SC Comic Con. Like, there was like, some troubles with shipping. Like, it was, <laughs> they were supposed to have gotten it. Yeah. But they got it, like, just in time, because it had a special cover. It actually didn't come out until the next week, or the week after, even. Yeah, but they, he had a special cover. Yeah. It was um Jeremy Dale worked in rob michelle's boys yeah. into the cover yeah their sons are in the cover of um that issue in the sc comic-con variant um, i think was it garrett got it signed by jeremy and yeah, jeremy signed, signed his over face. his face <laughs> that, was, that was so funny <laughs> and he's like oh man <laughs> that's like, great i saw him it was oh, so man. funny yeah he signed it right on his face that's hilarious god I, you know Again, like, what have we interacted with them a total of directly, like, four times? Something like that. <laughs> like, all the signings that he did here in Greenville, we, we just weren't missed. able to go to. Yeah, so, so we should have SC- met him a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, we should have known him for the past ten years. <laughs> he's been a year's <laughs> gone, yeah. I just, um, I don't know. He's His work is great. The artists that uh, have known him are all really bummed out. Yeah, I mean, that's... And, An uh, understatement, but yeah. Yeah, no, obviously. Um, no, no, I, just, no. <laughs> I know. I just, I don't know. It's just, I, it's, it's still very surreal to me. Saw him at Ace a few weeks ago. I don't know, man. I, I miss him. I don't even know him, and <laughs> I miss him. And uh, like I said, the world is not as good of a place now. I, you know, my heart goes out to Kelly and everybody mm-hmm. else who he's directly uh, touched in their lives, and as um, he's going to leave a big void. Yeah. And uh, I just uh, wanted to talk a little bit about Jeremy and let you guys know. L- look up his, his stuff. His his art is great. His storytelling is great. That Skyward that Sean was talking about, his he created that. And everyone I know that's read it has loved it. Um, the kids, oh, my God, the kids eat it up. Like yeah. s- So many kids and a lot of people that have been talking about Jeremy those past couple of days have talked about just their kids and how much they love Skyward, how much they love Jeremy and how good he was with everybody. Yeah. You know, we talked about Garrett getting his face signed <laughs> on. And it's just stuff like that that Jeremy did. And the pictures that he took with people are great. And uh, Oh, yeah. He has some really great faces. Like, it 
you know, it kind of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes you smile. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're going to miss, we're going to miss Jamie so much. And, uh, just wanted to thank him for everything that he's done that he, that he did for us. And, uh, thank Kelly and, uh, hope her the, the best and anything that we can do for her. Yeah. We, we will do, um, because, uh, yeah, they, they've done a lot for us. Yeah. He was such a nice time. guy. Such a nice guy. So, um, thank you guys next week. Part two of, uh, all of our friends at Comics Fest at Richards. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week.